It's 2012. The clock is ticking to see if the world is going to end on December 21st. Spoilers, it doesn't. CERN discovers the Higgs boson, the so-called God particle. Blue Ivy Carter is brought into the world, as is the album Red by previous Frankenstein's jukebox pick Taylor Swift. Gautier and Kimbra hit the charts with Somebody That I Used to Know, and The Avengers hits theaters in February. Which aspects will our heroes assemble for a song-premised super team? This is Frankenstein's Jukebox. James. Oh, hey. Happy 2012. Happy 2012 to you. What a year. Indeed. By which I mean, what happened in this year? There was a lot of stuff that happened in this year Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that I didn't talk about in the opening Mm because there's a lot of bummer stuff that happened. Okay, yeah. Uh, Obviously, a lot of good stuff as well. But uh, James, tell me, how was your... 2012 my 2012 was pretty good pretty singular it was the only full year that i was a father of one my sister graduated from high school nice in in uh june ish may or june i don't know she went it was high school but it was probably private school so who knows i do remember the uh the world's gonna end on december 21st thing there's a wonder year song called living room song that is about that which is weird because it's a great song, and I always forget that it's that it is that the context of it is if the world ends because it's 2012, I want to be in the living room with my friends. But there's a line in the song that's like, "The Mayans don't believe it, so I I don't think I'm gonna believe it either." <laughs> so otherwise, yeah, I mean, I think I was still, yeah, I was nearing a job change. I don't know if I left the lab in 2012 or 2013. I think I left in 2012. I think in like March or April of 2012, I left the lab and moved to my current job. Nice. Yeah. I was in my second year of uh, my countdown show and my fifth year overall of podcasting. Daniel, what about your 2012? Oh, I was still far away from podcasting. <laughs> I was start. I started in a new position at the end of 2011 at the job I was working at the time. And that was actually, I had helped create that position. And it was basically, it was, I won't get into the specifics of it. It wasn't a great job. Oh, It started out great and then very much went downhill. Um, yeah, but I went. How was my two thousand? I pre- I prepped the opening. Didn't think at all about how my year was. <laughs> what did I do in two thousand twelve? Um, I was very very excited for Assassin's Creed three that came out. Okay, and how did that turn out? It was good. I think it's my favorite of the series, but I also haven't played much past four because I was so upset with four. Was um, four the pirate one? Yes. All right. I was living with my friends at a house we called The Manor. Ooh. We actually called it Man Manor. Mm-hmm. 
And it was on the Isle of Man. Because it was on the Isle of Man. It was also the name of the band that we were in. I think at that point, our keyboardist had moved away, so the band wasn't playing anymore. But I was doing a lot of improv. 2012 was the year that I went to New York for the first and only time. New York City, I should say, specifically. Mm. I've been to New York State a bunch, but uh, New York... Concrete jungle where dreams are made of. Right. Yeah. Um, to perform on stage uh, as part of an improv festival, which was a lot of fun. Cool. The improv team was not great. No. The show we had was definitely not great, but seeing a bunch of the other shows was fantastic. So yeah, I had a very boring 2012. So I had a pretty crazy 2012, I think. Yeah. In a like sometimes very boring, sometimes not. Yeah, seems kind of way that is really honestly pretty standard, I think, for years. Yeah, Um, for sure. So, James. Yeah. Would you like to tell us about the song that you picked? I would. And do you know what? I just realized that the song, because music can remind us of memories that we have if the song was playing, or maybe if not, we're just thinking about the song. We're talking about the song. But in this case, I was listening to the song. For the first time, as I drove to my new job, thus confirming that in 2012 I was at my new job. Nice. I was listening to the XM, Sirius XM radio. Uh, that is uh, what my parents gave me and continue to give me, even though I don't drive the car all that much anymore and listen to podcasts and stuff. But I, it's very generous, and I like it when my iPad dies and iPhone dies. And so a song came on by a band that I had known. My friend Andy was really into the format. So when uh, I actually worked with someone at the lab who got who gave me the Dog Problems uh, album, which was really good. So I, I knew some of their stuff. And I knew that they had a song because I was doing my countdown show, We Are Young, featuring Janelle Monet, who I couldn't ever really pick out as, ah, here's where Janelle Monet is singing. But that's just, that's my own fault. But this new song by Fun came on, and it was the title track from their second album, and it was called Some Nights, and it wasn't like I almost crashed the car. It was like I drove better because the song was playing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy, I know those songs. It's a song that I was listening to tonight, and I was still like, yep, that's a yes. That's a yes in this column for sure. Everything about it is so good. Like, you know, there's a fun song called All the Pretty Girls from their first album that's really, really good that I have on a, a mix that is, like, the one mix that I'm like, I made that mix and it's good. And they have, you know, the whole Sun Nights album is really, really good, but this song is like, I don't know, it's like something else. I just really love it, and I will get into why in just a second. But first, the hints that I gave were, they were three names, and they were Beach Boys, Fleetwood Mac, and Cindy Lauper. Beach Boys sang Fun, Fun, Fun. Fleetwood Mac sang uh, You Make Loving Fun. And Cindy Lauper sang Girls Just Want to Have Fun. And then Christopher Lee, Ian Holm, and Ian McKellen, who were all in the Lord of the Rings movies, but they are also some knights. And now, Daniel, what song did you pick? And what was what were your hints? And, and what's the resolution of all of that? Yes, uh, a fantastic question. I am trying to remember what my hints were, and I know that you know what they are. So, I do. will you remind it was me? Jewish Waterbird. So, my hints were, my, I mean, my hint was Jewish Waterbird. And, I mean, there's not really, like, a long story or a walk to, to get there. Uh, it's not a particularly well-known song, to my to my knowledge. 
It is the song Pelican by the Maccabees. In mm-hmm. 2018, I posted on Facebook and said, hey, friends, I would like some new music, please. Now, this story might sound familiar to you because this is also how I found out about Typhoon, uh-huh. who I talked about in our last episode. The very same person who recommended me Typhoon recommended me the Maccabees. Shout out I, to Jordan. Sh- shout out to Jordan Reed. Um <laughs> Not the football player, but instead the music professor who also has, like, just amazing saxophone abilities and has his own line, I guess, of... Mm -hmm. Line's not the right word, but he's got a... Yep, model. His own custom model uh, mouthpiece that you can buy for your saxophone that is very good, that he helped design and all that. Anyway, he has also recommended... Some of the loudest, like, yelliest, screamiest music I've ever listened to in my entire life. He has a wide-ranging musical taste. He's a very wide range range of musical tastes, and I would love to have him on as a guest on this show at some point. (laughs) Daniel and James scrap whatever they want to do and look for saxophone songs. (laughs) I just have to be impressive to Jordan. That's all I want. I picked Kenny G doing Beck's Sex Laws uh, because I like Beck's Sex Laws, but it's saxophone. So, Jordan, go ahead. Anyway, yeah, I went with Pelican by the Maccabees off the album Given to the Wild. I can only think of the title Fun in the Wild. What is the actual name of it? Uh, (laughs) It's Given to the Wild. (laughs) Like given, like Like given to fly? Like gifted to the wild. Right, got it. Not like give in to the wild. I almost wrote Given to Fly because that was stupid Pearl Jam. No, I mean, stupid Pearl Jam. That sounds well, kind of rip-off of Going to Anyway, I have, honestly, I've called my shot, by which I mean I've written down one of the things that I think is an aspect that you're going to bring out of this song. So All right. why don't you tell me your aspects? Okay, well, one of them, I don't know that, I would have picked this song had I not wanted to hear some tight harmonies. Okay. So some night s- starts with some of the coolest, just, I mean, like again and always, Hey, if this is your first time listening, because you're a big 2012 head, I want to talk to you. Like I want to have a separate conversation with you about that, but also we don't need to have tight harmonies akin to fun. Just something that we can point to and say, that's a tight harmony. Okay. All right. Um, I mean, you know I love me. I love singing me some harmonies. I so. do know that. I do do know that for sure. Yeah. The next one, I didn't know really what to call it. I don't know if it's, I called it a vocoder or vocal manipulation. It might be auto-tune. I'm not really sure. It's in the like bridge part kind of deal. Yeah. It's the part they cut out of the radio edit, and it makes me so mad every single time. Some terrible lie. That part. Yep. Have we gotten to what you predicted yet? Not yet. Do you want to take a guess, or do you want me to reveal? Let's do this. That's going to be probably hell for our listeners. Okay. But let's countdown let's go three two one and then both say what it is okay well i'll say my guess you say what what yours is right and i am no longer as confident as i was uh, at the beginning of this but that's okay okay all right let's do it three two one those snare cecilia drums. drums what'd you say i said snare drums i said those cecilia drums like cecilia by simon and garfunkel mm-hmm. but yeah i mean drums drum nights drum nights do you know what i'm talking about 
I honestly, not off the top of my head. Is it like more in the like the rhythm of it? Yeah, I guess in the rhythm of it, it's kind of like a. Well, Cecilia was they, basically it was as close to someone was just tapping was sort of doing cups on the table and like they're like hey that let's do that for the song in some nights it's kind of a breakdown of the, the drums are sort of breaking it breaking down a little bit i just kind of like i mean i guess it, we can call it a weird drum pattern i'm not sure you know i kind of a little bit uh drum circle-y maybe yeah i was gonna say kind of like folk drums yeah 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 perfect Perfect. I love that. I just realized uh, as as I was giving my aspects that I have no lyrical aspects. So that's a cool way to carry the weight on my part of the show. Anyways, <laughs> instrumental. Here we come. I mean, here's the thing. <laughs> we do have harmonies we have to sing, so it can't quite be an instrumental. Right. But I also don't have any lyrical. Awesome. Awesome can be about anything we want. Yeah. So the chords of Pelican are very simple and straightforward. It's just like the verse is A, 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 D, A. And then when you get into the chorus, it's, if I remember correctly, A, G, C, E minor. And like, that's it. That is a very standard key of E minor song. Okay. And so I went with a simple key because, like, you can do a whole bunch of, like, modal adjustments to keys and have have it sure. be something absolutely wild. Yeah. But I don't I don't want that Not one this for one. this one. I want it Not to be a little one. more straightforward and simple. For sure. And I'm sure there are listeners out there who are like, yes, you want it to be straightforward and simple so that you don't have to write something complex and... This is like, you want it to be straightforward and simple, but listen to every song you've made so far. It's a straightforward and simple key every time. And to that I say, you're correct. I'm not a good songwriter, but that's fine. I'm not a good complex songwriter. I'm just going to say, I'm sure you are not far from the first person who has written songs with that mode of creative constraint. Fair. So, I, I point to my example, Exhibit A, The Ramones. So... Also, A, C, D, C. Anyway. So a simple key. A simple key. I have ghostly harmonies. Mm-hmm. Because there are some high-pitched uh, and kind of airy vocals that we get in the background at some point. Uh, and I really love that. And I'm so excited to see that combined with tight harmonies. I already have an idea for it. We'll talk about that in the next Keep section. Keep ghosts tight. Tight ghosts. It's the name of our new band. <laughs> the artwork is offensive. Very bad. It's very bad. We asked Kelp Rabbit to do it, and they said no. <laughs> good and bad. Like, good but bad, you know. Right. Yeah. Anyway, my last one is a Jeremy Piven groove. Now, this is referencing, like, two seconds of a movie Okay. that just stuck in my head. And I have been trying to find a clip of it and can't. Okay. I can find plenty of clips from the movie. Okay. Which is gross point blank. Okay. They're at the reunion. Okay. Doing their thing. Yeah. Doing the, you know, dancing. I believe that this is shortly before 
John Cusack is accosted. Yeah, right. At the reunion. And Jeremy Piven is doing a dance that is the dumbest, the dumbest dance. But every so often I will hear a song that's just got like this real good beat to it mm-hmm. and a good groove. And it's just like, I just want to do the Jeremy Piven dance to it. Uh, he's like hunkered down. His arms are like out, but like crooked in to almost almost to like looking like wings. Uh-huh. And he's just like lo- like jumping and looking back and forth. Like he's looking for someone. And it <laughs> looks so dumb. <laughs> but it just I like I got it. There's I forget the first song I heard that I'm like I get this now. But oh, man. The this right, well, song has a Jeremy Piven groove to it and All right. That's what I want. Hey, listener, um Joe Strummer did the soundtrack for Gross Point Blank, so it's excellent. I mean, yes. So, uh, and also the movie has a premise that is very good. So you should check out if you haven't seen it. I love Gross Point Blank. Many, many years. Um, Yeah, it's very good. I watched it like last year for the first time. So, but that's okay because now I've seen it and that's fine. There's no expiration date on seeing things. Correct. Except for like eclipses. Right. Okay, well, we've got so, a lot to work with here. Yes, we're going to be doing a Rusted Root song. So, Oh my god, no. <laughs> what if the Grateful Dead had vocoders? You had, you had to say, why did you have to say Rusted Root? <laughs> because now that's all I'm going to be able to think of. Listen, Daniel, if you don't like me bringing up Rusted Root... Send me on my way. I am in hell. <laughs> As opposed to heaven. Uh, <laughs> anyway. My son talked about, like, something, uh, was talking about this book my daughter's class was reading. And he's like, oh, maybe she can. It's about this kid that couldn't speak and all this stuff. He's like, maybe she can speak in heaven. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a nice thought. And he said, or hell. And we're like, What? And he's like, when they sort into heaven and hell, I was like, your brain is so wild because you have Harry Potter sorting and salvation and damnation as the two houses. Like, which will you be sorted into? <laughs> it is incredible. <laughs> Must be hell. So we have no lyrical aspects at all. Right. We have harmonies, yep. both tight and ghostly. Uh-huh. We have so tight they're dead and then resurrected. That's right. We have a simple key, a vocoder, Jeremy Piven groove, and Cecilia drums. Yep. I. <laughs> this might be one of our most challenging ones yet. Ooh, that's good for the trailer. It is. I'm so glad we put together trailers for each episode. <laughs> I'll just tack it onto the end of the song promise for. 2013 and just be like "Eh, mm." coming next in 2012 (laughs) this may be our most challenging one ever that's a good one the trailer tight tight ghost is the name of our band i wouldn't say that james meta (laughs) (laughs) the thing is though we can pair up 
like the Jeremy Piven groove with the Cecilia drums. Right. Right. We can obviously pair up the harmonies together. Right. I mean, we could even throw the vocoder in the harmonies right. grouping. Sure. I had said that I had an idea for the harmonies. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember it anymore, so mm. that's not great. If it's meant to be, it'll return to you. I think I kind of like the idea of having like ghostly harmonies throughout until like the last chorus or verse where the tight harmonies come in and just like really makes an impact. Okay, I like that. Let's do a ghost story song. Okay. Because we're going to be writing it in October. Yep. So. I love it. I feel like with the exception of the vocoder piece, these all kind of fall into folk rock. Once again, happy to be here. Thanks for. Uh... <laughs> listen, listen. I love, I love me some fusion, and we are she making some confusion. Like <laughs> a blues riff, a song about losing the one you loved, and of course, a rap breakdown. What? Why, why do you look at me like that? <laughs> exactly. No, uh, I, I love it. I do. <laughs> But, like, honestly, like, I feel like this is just, like, indie folk rocky yeah. e- enough that it's going to sound, I'd say, very similar to both of the songs that we picked. Because these are both kind of indie folk rocky. I mean, fun, sure. maybe not the indie as much. Right. But I avoided fun for a while because, like, okay, I would just dismiss them as another, like, pop band. Sure. Uh, and then I started listening to their stuff and it was good. And I also changed my viewpoints on pop bands. I just realized that Dog Problems was a format album and not a fun album. The first fun album was called Ready, or was called something Aim and Ignite, I think was what it was called. Anyway, sorry. It's fine. We'll do a retraction uh, in the next episode. Hey, a fun thing to to do when you listen to any Nate Roos music is play a drinking game or a bingo or some sort of maybe the chip or whatever every time he mentions cigarettes or his mom, because it's lots Oh boy. Lots of times, you know. Make it, throw on a bunch, and then just listen to it throughout the day. Make it a drinking game, and every time it happens, have some water and be nice and hydrated throughout. It's a great strategy. Yeah, for sure. It'll get you through your work day. Yeah, in the bathroom, peeing. Right. (laughs) Boss makes a dollar, I make a dime. That's why I pee on company time. That's right. That's how that goes. Uh-huh. Anyway, so a ghost story song. What's going to be what's going to be the Tell me about this ghost story, James. Are we hearing it from the viewpoint of someone being haunted or from the viewpoint of the ghost? I was thinking of someone entering a house that has been rumored to be haunted and we got those ghostly harmonies that are ghostly throughout the little bit. And then the climax of the song is he is he or she or they is are chased out of the house by the ghosts. And that's where like the tight harmonies, like the ghosts sort of like coming together and sort of I don't want to say weaponizing the ghosts. And yet here I have said it like sort of like they are now turning from like atmospheric ambiance ghosts into attack ghosts. And they okay. chase the, their narrator out of the house. I like it. I think that'll be a lot of fun. I don't know if you know the song Dearly Departed by Shaky Graves. I know it was on a festive 50 that I curated for the Contrast podcast. I know it was on often voted for. I think it made it. I can't 
pull it up in my head, but I do know the title and the band name. So Next. It's a very good song, stuff. and uh, the music video is moving. The song is, you and I both know this house is haunted, you and I both know that the ghost is me, and like... Yeah, I'm now hearing it, yep. Uh, yeah. It's like, it's real good, in my opinion, uh, it's about a failing relationship. Okay, and yeah. they're like the relationship is the is the house and the haunting is who is the problem in it and it turns at the end and is we both know the ghost is you you used to walk around screaming and slamming all the doors now I'm all grown up and I don't scare easy no more it's very like empowering great but that was like the first thought I had when you said someone was entering a house rumored to be haunted it was it yeah. made me think of that song that's a good song 2014 though so too late for us to talk about it too, yeah yeah exactly. We'll insert it into the timeline back in the 2014 episode. Yeah, that's, that's what we'll do. That's what we'll do. <laughs> I was sort of thinking, not feeling-wise, not really instrumentally or even like lyrically, but sort of atmospherically, kind of like some uh, some stuff off uh, Hot by the Squirrel and Zippers, kind of like, okay. uh, or perennial favorites, like Ghost of Stephen Foster, or like kind of like uh, 30s ghosts, where they're like, it's like, ugh, even the people alive are sort of, ugh, because of you know, lack of television and telephones and stuff, sort of isolated and stuff. I don't know. I'll have to think about that. But yeah, I think that sort of a, you can feel the haunted nature of it through both the music and the lyrics is, is sort of what I want to shoot for. I think that there's a lot we can play around with on that, both in like serious and also in not so serious with like having atmospheric, like sounds, uh, but also like, maybe an overdone kind of xylophone like a boop 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 oh yeah sure. yeah like a like a, a bone xylophone a bone yeah a bone xylophone. xylophone yeah mm-hmm. i think that that could be a lot of fun to play around with but i wouldn't want to like add that in and sacrifice like if it, if it doesn't fully add to the song yeah then i don't want to like force it you know sure sure and then i like the idea of it like kind of like how pelican does starting out a little bit simpler drumming wise and having maybe those kind of Cecilia drum styles to it. And then like, w- like you said, when the ghosts are really like picking up and chasing them out of the house, yeah, that's where we can have the, the Jeremy Piven groove. Right. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Awesome. So also similarly with the tight harmonies there as well. Yeah. 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 I-, I was thinking maybe first person for the narrator. Just, I think that's, I think it's scarier. Yeah, I agree. When we're done recording, what I'm going to do is I'm going to log on to my Hulu account. Uh-huh. I'm going to um, figure out the best way to screen record, uh-huh. because Gross Point Blank is available for free on Hulu. Right. And I'm going to find that fucking bit. I'm going to record it. If I have to record it from my phone, I will do that. <laughs> actually might be the easiest way is just do a screen record for my phone anyway i will send to you by the end of the night excellent the part that i'm talking about and it's not even going to be the same thing that, of what's in my head i'll bet and it's going to be disappointing <laughs> but that's fine excellent <sighs> anyway well do we even have that much else to talk about i mean i don't think so i think that this is a situation where like i feel like if you build the song you want to have instrumentally i can work around that lyrically i think that's that that's how it feels like it should that would work best for this song okay 
yeah, I can uh, I can do some some music and we'll we'll figure out the lyrics and a- everything afterwards. So to peek cool. behind the curtain for everybody, usually we do that the other way around. James writes us our lyrics. I throw some music behind. I'd say it's about fifty fifty. I guess. I think uh, maybe the, the, sixty forty. Maybe sixty forty. Ain't nothing to it but to do it. Yeah, absolutely. So sounds, sounds good. Do we want to go ahead and hit up some hints? Let's do some hints. Let's do some hints, James. Drop those hints my way. All right, here's my hint for 2011. At the behest of Arnold, I have become Bastion's enemy. At the behest of Arnold, I have become Bastion's enemy. Yeah. Okay. My 2010 hint, I had to re-look it up to see what the hell I was talking about. It's a good one. (laughs) So that's a preview for next time. (laughs) Amazing. I am very excited. My hint is birthday and early birthday. Birthday and early birthday. Yes. All right. It could also just be early birthday as long as the early is emphasized in whatever way you want to emphasize it. I'll emphasize this for our early just to really cover the bases. Perfect. All right. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. We really appreciate it. I have just a ton of fun with this, and I know that James does as well. Absolutely. And, yeah, we are super proud to be part of the Scavengers Network. Absolutely. So many great podcasts and shows that the network has that are out there for you to check out, which you can check out at scavengersnetwork.com. Which has just a great list of all the stuff. They've got some great merch. Eventually, we're going to have some merch. Maybe we'll have Jeremy Piven Groove as a you know as some some merch. Maybe we'll have some uh, tight ghost tour t shirts out there. Who knows? TGT, TGT. Tons of tons of stuff out there to go check out. Absolutely. I would like to highly recommend the show Unnatural Twenties that has three friends who leave the fate of each episode up to the roll of the dice. They roll a d20 that determines the topics they talk about, and it's chaotic as hell in the best way. They are the... that Books is a part of the whole thing is wild to me because she doesn't seem like the kind of person that would subscribe to Caitlin and Cassie's uh, chaos, but it's perfect. It's just like... It's like the flux capacitor, just energy flowing between it, and it's just it's just wonderful to listen to. Yes, absolutely. So, also, go, I've go. been spreading this around. Uh, Cassie has my favorite voice. I think if Cassie and Jordan Reed recorded a podcast together, I don't even know. That'd be amazing. <laughs> it would be amazing. <laughs> so yeah, everyone. Again, thanks so much for listening, and see you last year. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. Toon Link saw Kirby walking into the kitchen wearing a sleep cap. Kirby, did you steal the microwave? (laughs) Oh, hello there, gentle listener. I didn't hear you there. You caught me reading the longest written work in the English language, The Subspace Emissary's World's Conquest, a Super Smash Brothers fan fiction. But let's set that aside for now. To advertise our podcast. Hi, 
I'm Beth. And I'm Max. And we're the hosts of Fan and Ball, a podcast about fandom, their history and culture. The people and things they create. And everything in between. Listen bi-weekly on Wednesdays on the Scavengers Network or wherever you find your podcasts. 